It's never fair for the guy who has to go first in the morning, is it? Everybody get a good amount of sleep last night or were you up partying all night long? <laughs> well, I'm so thankful for Aaron's message last night. If you, if you didn't catch it, make sure you go back and listen to it. It was just absolutely incredible. I confess I have never seen the footage of the young woman who fell while smashing grapes. Her groaning is a sound I'll never forget. Hard not to laugh, don't feel bad for laughing. Tragedy is comedy at the end of the day. Aaron's message struck me as he showed us that to have hope means to live without something that you don't currently have. It's to live in a world where you don't yet have what you need. As I sat there on the front row where all the spiritual people sit, I began to wonder, how is it possible for a person to live with just hope, with only hope, when it seems clear that people need more than hope to live? It seems to me that we groan because we want to live in a world where we don't have to groan anymore. So the question is, is there a way to live? Is there a way to live now? How should we be? How should we attempt to be? Is it possible to affirm that life is extremely difficult and mysterious and avoid living in abject hopelessness? My wife often tells me that my problem is that I only ever preach one message, which she likes to call, hopelessness is the only reasonable conclusion for this world. <laughs> but seriously, hope is the thing. And hope is not just a resignation that things are the way they are. Hope is an invitation to now embody the future good reality that we are all groaning for. Hope has an ultimate aim. And there are things for human beings to do while they are groaning. That Florence Welch song, I, I, I wept through a large portion of Aaron's message last night, but when he got to that Florence and the Machine song, I just, it did me in because her presentation of the anxiety and the, and the angst that she felt, but, but when she got to the point of, I sing still in the middle of that, it's, she was pointing to the fact that there is something for human beings to do while they are finding themselves in the middle of their turmoil, in the middle of their groaning. Hope is indeed active. When my daughter Elliot was seven years old, she asked me if she could have a pet rabbit. And like any good dad would do, I said, absolutely not. But there happened to be an old jackrabbit living in our backyard, and I told her that if she could manage to catch it with her bare hands, then she could keep it for a pet, knowing full well she would never be able to manage this. 
the next morning, I went downstairs for a cup of coffee, and out of the corner of my eye, I saw Elliot sneaking up on the mangiest, stringiest wild hair you have ever seen, and she grabbed it by the scruff of its neck, and in absolute delight, she ran with it flailing in her arms, screaming at me, Dad, Dad, I caught it. I can keep it. Imagine the negotiations that ensued. Elliot had a hope and she reached for it. She was able to bring her hopeful future into her present reality. Of course, we do not carry hope into this world by exerting control over the world. It's a fool's errand if we attempt to control God or to control others. Hope is actually realized through the practice of patience. Hope is realized when we practice patience. One of the most subversive virtues on the planet is patience. When one practices patience, one joins in solidarity with God's slowness. Practicing patience is renouncing your desire and power to control. To practice patience is to actively be resigned to go at the speed of God. Patience is solidarity with God's slowness. Patience is how God expresses his power through his people. It is a deep and rich expression of his hopefulness for a world that is only weary because it doesn't yet know how beloved it is. God is patient because it takes time for us to find out that God's love for us is not an abstraction. And I'll close with this passage from Romans 12. Let love be genuine. Hate what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit and serve the Lord. And here's the really good part. Rejoice in hope. Patient in tribulation and constant in prayer. Sometimes... I don't know what to pray. And I think that that's where that groaning comes into play. That's where the singing comes into play. When we find ourselves in the middle of situations and circumstances that make no sense, that we can't understand, the spirit groans within us and a song arises. And I believe that the people of God are a singing people. And so... Rejoicing in hope is a very practical way that we can align ourselves 
with the slowness of God, which is the speed of God. Amen.